Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. President Donald Trump's administration appears to be in real disarray after the resignation or firing, depending on who you ask, of his national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Flynn and others in the Trump camp have reportedly had contact with the Russian government that signals a cozy and maybe scandalous relationship between the key staff there and the Kremlin. Trump blames the media and illegal leaks, as he calls them, from the intelligence community for the resignation of Flynn. He's called for a private investigation into the sources within the intelligence community. But Trump has not shown any public concern for Russia's infiltration of his administration. What are the implications of Flynn's connection with Russia, and what are the implications of the president's reaction, and how high does this go? Does this implicate Trump himself? Does this implicate other members of the administration? Of course, this is what people have been talking about for several days now, uh, especially on social media and my social media feeds. It seems like every other post is about Michael Flynn and the Russians and the potential influence that the Russian government may have over this administration. And we wanted to start the show today talking about that, playing a little catch up perhaps uh, with a conversation about this. Uh, as always, uh, give us a call, 313-577-1019 if you want to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. Uh, you can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll try to work your comments into the conversation. Joining me now up front, though, to sort of set the stage for what is actually happening here and what is speculation versus what is fact is David Shepardson, a reporter with Reuters in Washington, D.C. David, welcome to Detroit Today. Yep. Uh, and also Andy Arena, who is the executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission and the former special agent in charge with the FBI. Andy, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Uh, David, let's start with you. Uh, give us the, the, the current sort of state of play for this story in in Washington. What what has happened? What is uh, expected to be the next step or the next sort of development in this in this story? Well, well, as you said at the top, it's pretty remarkable that the National Security Advisor, one of the highest level officials in the U.S. government, resigned after just 24 days in the job. And no one has ever left office you know, after that short a time. And, you know, what we know now is that uh, there was this call between General Flynn and the Russian ambassador in December, and there is a, a question about whether General Flynn may have violated a law that bars private citizens from engaging in, you know, foreign policy on behalf of the government. And the question is whether he discussed sanctions on this call, or at least alluded to sanctions. And that prompted serious concern on the part of the Justice Department, the acting attorney general, according to various reports, raised this issue with the uh, the White House counsel once President Trump was sworn in and, and FBI agents even questioned General Flynn after he was uh, after he took office on January 20th. So, you know, now, as you also point out the president has raised questions about these leaks. There's no question that there's been significant leaking of classified material. I mean, the fact that we now know, everybody knows that the U.S. government has been wiretapping all the calls that the Russian ambassador makes is something 
clearly that's, that's of a classified nature. There's been a lot of requests from congressional committees and others for both the inspector general and the FBI to investigate the leaks. So I think there's going to be a lot, certainly a lot of fallout from this to come. And, you know, this is not the end of the story by any means. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that seems, uh, I think, maybe confusing for people is what the what caused the resignation. Is it the potential uh, law breaking that that may have been represented by the action that he took, or is it the fact that he he apparently uh, did not tell the truth about uh, the nature of that conversation to either the vice president or other members of the administration, or is it the publicity about all of this that has sort of shamed the White House into into pushing Flynn out? Uh, how, how do we make sense of all of those different possibilities? We- we know that the White House press secretary has said that the the primary reason was that the vice president had been misled for several weeks about the nature of the conversation. And vice President Pence had gone on national TV to defend General Flynn to say definitively there there was no inappropriate conversation. But you're right; there was between the time where officials were saying that. He was General Flynn was expected to stay in office, and the time he did resign, there was, the Washington Post did break uh, a big story about a lot of the details, including the fact that the acting attorney general had raised this issue with uh, the the White House. So, and I think there's a, there's a lot of speculation about about whether publicity or these leaks prompted the resignation. But one thing is true: the president has not really made any criticism of Russia throughout this process I mean, he did, or their their involvement in the U.S. election right. and has instead focused pretty much exclusively on the leaks and decrying them as illegal. And yesterday he tweeted that the intelligence community was handing out information like candy to reporters. So clearly that's where his focus has been on the leaks and saying that General Flynn was mistreated rather than the underlying issue and whether there was some wrongdoing. Yeah, uh, This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guests are David Shepardson, a reporter with Reuters in Washington. Uh, also Andy Arena, executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission, former special agent in charge with the FBI. We're talking about the resignation of Michael Flynn, uh, the president's national security advisor, after just a few weeks in office, an unprecedented resignation in that sense. Uh, General Flynn is accused of having had contact with Russian diplomats, uh, the Russian intelligence community, uh, before before the president took office, uh, the president says he had to go because the media treated him unfairly. Other people are saying it's because of his behavior and because he lied about what he did and the nature of his contact with the Russians, uh, lied to Vice President Pence and others in the administration. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 313-577-1019. What do you think about what we have seen this week, extraordinary uh, reactions out of the Donald Trump administration. Uh, what do you think of all of this? What do you make of it? Do you believe that uh, this is uh, the making of a larger scandal, perhaps, in the administration of Donald Trump? Does this reach higher uh, then just General Flynn. 313-577-1019 is the number. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDT Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter 
and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Andy Arena, I want to work you into the, the discussion here. Uh, first, your impressions of <clears throat> the behavior that we saw or revealed uh, from, from General Flynn, uh, but then also talk about the role of uh, the intelligence community here, uh, the FBI and 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 other um, uh, other agencies, in uh, first listening in apparently to this conversation that General Flynn had, but but now appearing to be part of the the, the culture of leaks that has grown up around this administration in its early days. I can't imagine that anyone is comforted uh, by that. Well, I, Stephen, you said it. it it's extraordinary. I've never seen anything quite, uh, quite like this. Um, you know, you, you, you can only have one government at a time. And so, you know, obviously it's, you, you don't want somebody out there negotiating foreign affairs or, or foreign policy or meddling in it until they're actually in office. Uh, and so that is certainly a violation of law. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, it could be compounded um, if, in fact, uh, General Flynn lied to the FBI when they when they interviewed him. Right. Uh, I, I don't think it's a shock to anybody that the FBI or or the U.S. intelligence community was listening into those uh, uh, those phone calls. I mean, the Russians do it to us, the Chinese do it to us, we do it to them. <laughs> uh, I remember several years ago, Stephen, when we built the new embassy in uh, in Moscow, um, they had to stop uh, production, basically tear the whole thing down and start over because the, the Russians had bugged the uh, the new embassy from the, from the ground up, and so we basically had to start all over. So it should be no shock to anybody that, that, that we're doing this, and certainly shouldn't be a shock to General Flynn that that uh, somebody was listed that somebody was listening to those conversations. Yeah. So you know, I think uh, uh, you know, I think uh, certainly one of the bigger picture, uh, the bigger questions is is the the relationship between this administration and the intelligence community had certainly gotten off to a very rocky start. Sure. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're basically, before you're even in office questioning the intelligence community and their, uh, uh, their take on things, uh, you know, that's, that's not a good way to start your relationship. And certainly the intelligence community, the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, and the military, I mean, they're very, very uh, important to, the, the, the foreign policy and the national security decisions that are going to be made by the executive branch. So, you know, to dismiss them out of the box probably was not a, a good career move. Well, and it strikes me that it puts them in an odd position. I mean, these are these are government servants whose job it is to keep secrets, right? They're yeah. they're supposed to guard the nation's security by by not talking about the things that they're doing or seeing or that are going on. And at the same time, here they may be seeing things that themselves are a threat to American security. And so at some point, I think you have to you, you wonder about what position they see themselves in. Are they are they doing their jobs, for instance, by leaking these things, by making sure that that the public knows that it's going on, or are they? Would they be doing their jobs by protecting uh, what is supposed to be uh, confidential? Well, you know, Stephen, the number one priority of, of the federal government under, under our Constitution is to protect our to protect us to to secure the national security of the United States, and um, you know, really at the forefront of that is the military and the intelligence community. So that that's their job. These are not politicians. These are are uh, 
career intelligence officers. Right. This is what they do. They're not Republicans. I mean, you and David both, you, you both have known me many years, and I'm right. probably the most non-political guy you'll meet. <laughs> that's that's right. the way I see the world. And so, um, you know, to be questioned like this, I'm, I'm sure it, it doesn't sit well with, with them. Um, I don't agree with the leaks. Um, you know, it's kind of like um, going back to the argument of, of Snowden, was Snowden a hero or a traitor? Um, you really kind of put yourself in the same boat, uh, you know. And Dave, Dave, you know me many years, and you know Dave yeah. and I've had a relationship. But uh, certainly, he'll he'll uh, hopefully he'll tell you I never leaked anything to him. Um, yeah. But it's not a not a good uh, <laughs> good thing to be doing. So. Right, right. <laughs> Go ahead, David. I, I just I want to another thing. What Andy said also about the fact that it is hard to believe that the General Flynn, given that he also was you know the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency under. You know, President Obama did not know about our extensive wiretapping of Russian officials. I mean, this goes on, as Andy said, all the time, everywhere. We do it to them. It's spy versus spy. They do it to us. And so the fact that, you know, this call was made and he just either wasn't aware or didn't think about it is is pretty shocking. And then today, the latest story, which you guys may have seen, is that the Wall Street Journal reported that that the intelligence community is now withholding some information from from the administration, the, the administration for fear of it leaking, and because of these questions about the close relationship between the alleged close relationship between some in the Russian government and people in the Trump administration, and the FBI may also be investigating some of these contacts with other campaign officials you know, and the Russian government, you know, during the campaign. So, no, but clearly. You know, this relationship, which is so crucial, regardless of your party to the security of the United States, yeah. has gotten off on such a bad footing. Yeah, it's, it's just hard to see how this gets gets righted in the near term. Yeah. Uh, David Shepardson, reporter with Reuters in Washington, D.C., I want to thank you for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks. Yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. Uh, Andy Arena, I'm going to keep you while we uh, take some phone calls and uh, have a discussion with the listeners. Let's start off with Jackie on Twitter. Donald J. Trump's refusal to discuss Russia is a blatant attempt to draw attention away from his Russian ties. This will be worse than Watergate. There we go. First mention uh, this hour of (laughs) the largest scandal, uh, perhaps, in American history. But uh, certainly lots of people have been trying to draw that comparison in the last few days, talking about what the nature of this scandal may end up looking like. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the Facebook page, the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work your comments into the conversation. Let's go to Bob in Auburn Hills. Bob, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. So I just wanted to bring up a couple things. Um, my perspective on this, uh, obviously, is I'm not in the intelligence community, so I don't have the same access to information that they do. None of us really do. But um, it seems strange that unelected officials within the intelligence community are sort of making these big decisions, you know, providing uh, classified information to reporters, um, something about that doesn't feel right. And, and I think that if perhaps Barack Obama, who, by the way, uh, before the 2008 election, had his future Russian ambassador uh, in Moscow discussing uh, sanctions, among, among other things, with um, uh, R- Russian officials in Moscow before the election, 
you know, no one cared about that. But if I feel if this same approach had been taken with Barack Obama, uh, a lot of the people who are saying this is the next Watergate would have been dismissing this as, a, you know, nothing. Um, so well, I that's think an interesting there's... that's an interesting comparison, uh, Bob. I, you know, I I, I, re- I remember what you're talking about. I think this is I think this is particularly different here. This this behavior, and I, I'm going to ask Andy Arena to sort of compare the two because uh, I think I suspect he he is uh, uh, pretty knowledgeable about that. But I think that's a good that's a good point. Uh, in the transition between one administration and another, there is often uh, a lot of diplomatic groundwork that gets laid uh, for the new administration. Why is what General Flynn did here so extraordinary? Well, I think, Stephen, um, first of all, Washington is just one big sieve. I mean, stuff is leaked. <laughs> I, I remember I used to go up to the uh, House Intelligence Committee to, to give classified briefings to the uh, to the committee and you know between the house and getting back to FBI headquarters is about six blocks it would already be on CNN uh, the staffers were you know, <laughs> leaking and stuff so this is nothing new um, you know I think that the national security of this country becomes is, is so politicized and both sides Democrats and Republicans just use it as a political football to advance whatever whatever um, uh, you know their, their their take is on the world Um you know, I think that um, I, I think where this may be a little bit different is, uh, and you're exactly right. I mean, when you're coming, when a new administration is coming in, they're laying groundwork, they're having basic discussions. But you know, when y- y- we don't know exactly what was said, but if it was something like, uh, "Hey, don't worry, we're going to get away from those. We're going to we're going to knock those sanctions out of the box when we get in the office," or you know. It, it, if it was something of, of, of a significant nature, then I think it, that's probably crossing the line. Yeah. And and, uh, the, and then the other question, I think the other question here is, again, this which side is the Trump administration really on? I think that's the, the, the sort of big question in the background is, uh, are these overtures about aligning with the Russian government for whatever reason that you might imagine, as opposed to asserting... Uh, the United States foreign policy position uh, to a foreign to a foreign actor. I mean, I think there's there's certainly allegation at least that that they have crossed the line in that way as well. Yeah, and it's and it's and that's what it is, Stephen. It's it's allegation. Um, you know, with in, in, with my background, my career, I'm going to wait and see. I want to see what comes out because sure. um, you know, no offense to uh, Dave Shepherdson or, or the media, but. You know, I mean, they're out there working their sources, and sometimes they don't get it exactly right. Uh, it may be a little bit inflated. So I want to really see. I want to see what he, what did he say to the FBI? What did he say on that phone call? And I think that'll all that'll all shake out uh, in the end. But yeah, is, is the politics entering into this discussion? You bet. Um, it, it, you know, you've got one side that won an election, and one side that didn't, and uh, you know. Both sides are still fighting fighting that election, yeah. um, and uh, as I said, you know, to, it, it, probably my biggest pet peeve, Steve, Stephen, is the national security of this country. It's, it, it it can't be politicized, you know. It yeah. the, the first priority it's of the federal government. It's not supposed to be. Right? Yeah, it's not supposed to, but it, but it is. I mean, if you you know, and it's not a Republican thing, and it's not a Democrat thing. I mean, you go back to look at Obama's uh, national security plan of two thousand and twelve. Um, it, it's a joke. It's a joke. No foresight. No, no strategic analysis put into it. It was basically 
how do we deal with an issue today and not the future of this country? So, I mean, every administration uh, has has their faults, and uh, quite frankly, I don't think none of them take uh, have taken national security in this country as seriously as they should. Yeah. Uh, Bob in Auburn Hills, I want to thank you very much for the call and and raising that point. Uh, let's go to Frank in Lincoln Park. Frank, welcome to Detroit today. Morning, Stephen. Hey, how are Long you? Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, excellent. Like to, we love that. I'd like to uh, address some of the uh, issues of the leaks. Um, first, I want to say that I believe uh, uh, the leaks are a result of the institutions that are designed to protect Americans failing us to adequately do so. Congress has washed their hands of the Russian issue uh, in the Trump administration. Uh, the media, the corporate media, has frankly been emasculated through its budgets that it's incapable of doing any real investigative um, reporting on this situation. and. The leakers that are in the the security uh, uh, apparatus of this country are good Americans who have no other option except to leak. And uh, that's uh, we have when we we have what seems to be a Russian operative in the Oval Office. Something has to be done. And uh, I think that they are doing it. So they are patriots. God bless them all. Huh. Thank you, Steve. That's a really interesting position, Frank. Thanks very much uh, for calling and making that. Andy Arena, I would imagine you you probably disagree with that. I mean, uh, even even in the context of these institutions not performing the way that they perhaps historically did or not being able to, th- there is something about the intelligence community that says you're not supposed to behave this way, right? Yeah, you know, as I said, Stephen, leaks are not something new. It's it's kind of the Washington way of, of doing business. But the intelligence community has always held itself above that. So, you know, when uh, when Eric Snowden came out and, and uh, you know, gave all the information to WikiLeaks, you know, that was a, a shocking revelation. And I think it really struck to the core of of the intelligence community and, and uh, you know, the people who've dedicated their entire adult life to that to that business because you know I, i'll disagree with the, the last caller that there are other options uh and everybody in the intelligence community knows what those options are you know if you feel like your um your point is not being heard and something is going on uh under the table i mean there are ways to there are whistleblower uh statutes there are mechanisms to to uh, to deal with that you know leaking it to the new york times is not one of those options uh, you take when you do a, when you get a, a a top secret security clearance and, and Stephen, I had probably I had clearances that uh, I didn't even know what they were. So, I mean, <laughs> you, I had every clearance in the federal government. Um, when you when you get those clearances and you sign that paperwork, you agree that you're not going to leave, yeah. and uh, you know under the penalty penalty of law. So, you know there are other options. I think people just sometimes forget um, they forget, just don't forget what them. those options are. Yeah, yeah, and there is a desperate kind of. Uh, tenor, I guess, already to the current Washington climate. And again, because I think people are seeing things that they haven't seen before. I mean, there is a a dynamic at work in this administration that is is unusual. I mean, and that may be an understatement in that word. Uh, And and I think that's... If you talk talk to the the folks that, that leaked this information, they'll probably tell you Snowden was wrong. 
um, and somehow they see themselves as being as different. different. I, I don't know how you justify that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Mary in Detroit. Mary, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks. Hey. I just had one point, uh-huh. and that is uh, we, we don't emphasize the general part of General Flynn enough. So he was a general under mm-hmm. President Obama. Yes. So that would definitely be, if it's true, which I hope it isn't, conduct unbecoming and treason by a general of the United States. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Mary, uh, great point. Thanks very much for calling and making it. Uh, Andy Arena, that that raises the specter of whether there is criminality at, at work here. And as Mary points out, this would be criminal conduct by a military officer, uh, which, again, back to that word, extraordinary. Yeah, as I said earlier, Steve, I want to wait and see exactly what was said on that phone call. What did he say to the FBI agents? Um, I think that's really going to to be a key to this. And, um, you know, if he was negotiating foreign policy or or involved in meddling in foreign policy before uh, the administration took office, that's a problem. If um, when the FBI went to him um, with the transcript of the call in their back pocket and he uh, did not tell them the truth, that's a uh, one-year felony uh, under federal law. So, you know, depending on what was said and when it was said, uh, there could be some serious issues. And then obviously the next step is, um, is this something he did on his own or was he instructed by somebody else to Well, that's the, I mean, that's the big, big question, I guess, that's sort of lurking here is, how involved was the president in this this exchange? How involved were other members of the administration in this exchange? And was this part of a larger effort to uh, to, to reach out to the Russian government in, in maybe an inappropriate way? I mean, that's where I think people's invocation of words like Watergate actually finds yeah. finds its home, is that a lot of times these are uh, these kinds of revelations are the tip of of a very big iceberg of, of bad behavior. Um, and, yeah, and that's correct. I mean, it's, you know, is this a, is there a rogue action by one person or, you know, was he following orders by somebody uh, above him? So, um, you know, you, it, it's going to be interesting to, as I said, to see over the next uh, few weeks and months, um, you know, what was on the transcript and what did he say to the FBI? And, um, you know, do they quite frankly squeeze him? Uh, yeah. To uh, to give up anybody above them, so it's uh, it's going to be very interesting over yeah. the next couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> we're only we're only like twenty nine days into this administration, <laughs> and we're talking about this kind of stuff. All right, uh, Andy Arena, executive director of the Detroit Crime Commission, former special agent in charge with the FBI. Thanks as always for being with us on Detroit Today. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Absolutely. Uh, up up next, we're going to talk with a former Fordham University professor who says that President Trump may have missed out on some valuable lessons when he decided to leave the Jesuit Liberal Arts College as a college sophomore. What could Donald Trump have learned from the Jesuits? We'll talk about it next on Detroit Today.